Welcome back to the New York Pinchers Podcast in partnership with Inside the Rink. I'm your host, Jacob Berkowitz, and I'm alongside my co-host, Luca. And folks, it is episode number 50, as well as our one-year anniversary. I just want to tell everyone here, all the listeners out there, uh, your support is greatly appreciated. We'll keep on pumping out more content, and hopefully you'll stick along for the ride. Uh, today, we're going to be talking with Brett about how the Rangers hit rock bottom and more. Uh, let's get to it. And we are back with our guest, Brett. How's it going? Good, good. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. Of course. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think we as Rangers fans have hit rock bottom. I, I think that's fair to say. Uh, I don't mean to be overly negative about it, but um, yeah, I, I think uh, it, it, I, I think, you know, with that Chicago loss, things are now like, hey, you know, OK, things really need to change now. There's no. This is, this is the problem It's that they're not just losing, which is like obviously like, you know, like they're we're, they're playing professional players as well. The, the other teams are good, but they're losing to bottom feeders, Anaheim, Chicago, uh uh, fucking Ottawa like they're they're losing to teams that they should be stocking up two points every night against and it is it is alarming it is bad I'm I'm the positive guy on this on this this podcast usually I'm the one usually talking people off the cliff um and I'm, I'm I obviously think I, I honestly think that they could turn it around um they're only one point I just a wild, a wild card spot though. yeah exactly they're not the, the good thing is that a lot of the games they lose, they have the lead, and then they blow the lead, and then they force overtime. So they're still getting a point in a lot of these, like, debacles, really. But it is just really um, – it's alarming. And you know what? Uh, I, it was a few weeks ago uh, that uh, one of our old buddies, Shroggy, was on, and he was talking about uh, – he was he, we had a little debate going back and forth about how he was pissed off about Truba being the captain and how Truba wasn't putting his foot down in a press conference about uh, basically like, you know, taking uh, anyone who listened, obviously like they remember it. Cause it was, it was, it was, you know, it was memorable. It was back and forth banter. But if you thought I, I personally, I mean, just watching what Truba did last night, throwing his helmet and telling everyone to basically wake the fuck up. Um, and calling out every player on the bench. I think that is as loud of a message about where this team is at as any that we could talk about. You know what I mean? Absolutely. It's, uh, I mean, I personally, like, I loved what he did. Um, I obviously don't love that he has to do it, but it is bad right now. And I think that's what he did is indicative of how really quite bad it is. And something that needed to happen. I've seen quite a few really horrific takes with people saying that that was childish and unnecessary and all this stuff. And I'm like, have you never played a competitive sport when you're amped up and things are going wrong and you're getting pissed off and you're trying to rally your team? I mean, that's about the only thing he can do right now Yeah, because uh, he can't lead with his plays. All he can do is he can throw a hit, he can win a fight or you know get a draw in a fight anyway. Yeah, and try to rally his team that way, which is exactly what he did. And I don't understand the people that act like that was uh, being childish or or was the wrong thing to do. I was like, no, he was trying to fire his team up. And I think for a moment, anyway, it actually did work. I think they did respond to that a little bit, but it didn't take and it didn't hold. Yeah, I mean, the thing that I thought was is after that, you know, when Truba uh, threw his helmet there, he told you know everyone wait the hell up. Uh, I thought, okay. 
you know, they may not win this game, but for sure they got to respond. And and like Brett, you said, they did at first. And then when they're going into the third, like you're thinking, okay, this team's, you know, they're going to probably dominate the third. They may not win, but at least, you know, they'll show something. And I mean, if they're not woken up at by that point, then that's a problem. That That is a real issue. And look, I think that if this team at this point of the year is not waking up and they're like, when you have MSG announcers literally, quite literally on the broadcast yeah. saying that like they look like they're asleep. Um, Look, I, I, I'm i not, and we had Colin, uh, Colin Stevenson on a few weeks ago and thought it was a great interview. Uh, Love talking to Colin. It was really nice, great conversation. Uh, One of the questions I asked him, was about Gallant's tenure and how, like, maybe this could be the end. And I wasn't really pushing for Gallant to be out. I, I like, I prefaced like my, my question to him by saying, you know, you, I prefaced it. But I, I honestly, I don't see how he. I don't. I, I don't see how we go further with him. I, I, I don't understand how this team can turn it around with him because quite frankly, I think he's too much of a player's coach to really light a fire right now. I think they, the Rangers need someone more in between, not, not to the level of Mike Keenan uh, or John, but they need someone between like Keenan and Tortorella, someone who's a hard ass and also is more of an X's and O's guy. Cause that's really not what Gallant is. Um, in my opinion, I, I don't know. I mean, you know, I, I think that, you know. Oh, I think that's fair to say. I mean, that's to me, that's the main thing about Galette is that I don't understand. And I, and I tweeted about this uh, a couple of weeks ago is what does he actually offer? You know, there's about mm-hmm. t- to me, in my mind, there's about three things a coach can be good at um, and then do well. One is to have a great system and a great system means that you tailor it tailors to the talent, not you try to tailor the talent to your system. You have a system that can be flexible and know how to use players. So that's a big thing. That's kind of the the overarching strategy, X's and O's sort of thing. Uh, the other thing they can be good at is developing young talent. Um, obviously, that's not his strong suit. Um, and as far as his system, he said at the very beginning when they asked about it, when you just came on and asked him about his system, you know, he said, I don't really do anything different than anyone else in the NHL. We all kind of do the same stuff. So he's not good at that. He's not good at developing young talent. And then the third thing that a coach can be good at is preparing their team for games and motivating them and keeping them in games. He's not good at that either. So I don't think necessarily that there's a great replacement sitting out there and then that a coach is magically going to solve everything necessarily. But at the same time, what is his value? What does he actually add when by his own admission in interviews, he doesn't really do anything? <laughs> also, you got to think too. Sorry, sorry, Jake. No, you're good, you're good. You're good. Um, I just wanted to mention, uh, okay, look, there is something going around today uh and everyone was wondering where to find the source it was apparently emily kaplan stating that you know um dolan is looking at the situation with gallant um i i've been trying to pinpoint it all day the best i can find is it's in an islanders pregame with nashville on espn plus from friday so i'm trying to find it but honestly even if that wasn't real or anything i would not be shocked like remember we got to remember how Drury got this job in the first place, right? Mm-hmm. Gordon got, uh, not Gordon, Dolan got, you know, frustrated. He got impatient and he wanted to say, hey, you know what? Uh, I want to start competing now, you know, fire the GM. Uh, then Drury came in, he fired Quinn. 
And I also, you know, I also yeah. think that Sather Sather had quite a lot to say in that as well. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah, and I, 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 and I think that we we also can't we can't neglect the fact that Jury was going to be a GM candidate right away for other teams, and I think that that possibly was. Mm. And I, this is a different thing. I'm just saying. I think like, there's a lot of things. Perfect storm brewing shit that really led to him getting the job as well. Sorry, continue. I'm I'm just no, no, you're, you're fine. Um, so like, I mean, after that Chicago, like they were kind of treading water into that, right? There were so many negatives, but there was also those hopes and positives, right? So like at that point, like okay, you don't you want to wait for Gallant, you know, to get him in there, maybe just maybe, and then you have that game versus Chicago. That's just. That's brutal. On, on the on the heels of blowing a lead against the Senators. I mean, that was t- no, no, like I'm not defending. That was god awful. That was terrible. But like, what would have happened, right? If they just had their way with Chicago, like they just tore them apart, right? Then you're you're back into that. You know, that, that's what I'm saying. Like every time this team has a bad uh, like a game, and then they have a you know one of those games where they play great two first periods and they have like you know a terrible third, but they somehow manage. Yeah, uh, to win, like it, it's that type of thing. You like you're giving hope and then taking it away and then giving hope. So like, you want to say maybe go on, you know, do something, but after that Chicago loss, it's really hard to say. You know, I I don't think Alon has the room. Listen, I'm not there. I can't say for I, sure. No, but it's it's it, no, but you 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 don't have to be there to see if he has the room. If he had the room, in my opinion, okay, and this is you know. What I'm a I'm a I'm a washed up athlete. Okay, I'm no one. So whatever, take my word for what it is. If you're listening, you're taking the word, I guess, because you're listening. Whatever. But um, I think that if he had the room, Truba doesn't have to throw his helmet at the bench and tell people to wake the fuck up in the middle of the game. That's that is if he has the room, John jo, uh, Giannone doesn't say on a live broadcast they look like they're sleepwalking through this game against Chicago. This team is way too talented to be losing to bottom feeders in the past two weeks or three weeks, they've lost to Anaheim, Chicago, Ottawa. And those are just off the top of my head. Okay. I'm not even going through the entire schedule right now. Cause I know there's other really bad losses in there that I like, am just blacking out. Well, for... I, I apologize to interrupt for one sec, but do you see the no. post game interviews? The no. way, the way the players said the situation and the way Gallant said the situation, it was like, they're on two different teams. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that's that. I think that's also a very telling point as well. I mean, if you're Drury or, or don't know anyone and you're seeing go on, you know, say stuff like this, you're concerned because you can't fix the situation if the guy needing to fix the situation doesn't even know there's a situation to fix, right? Yeah. Also, like, if he's not an X's and O's guy, how is he going to fix it? Then? Right, exactly. Just, so, like, they're, 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 if, if, if he's just saying, like, he's just a player's coach, um, you know, then – what else do you bring to the table to pull people out of a funk, you know? Right. Um, and obviously there, there is other ways about that. Like you, people are going to be loose in the room and everything. And I think there is a, you know, I think John Cooper has that room in Tampa. Um, I think that's part of what, if, at, at Gallant's best, he, he's John Cooper. I'm, and I'm not saying he's John Cooper, but I'm just saying that's the best version of John Cooper, of uh, Gallant. You know what I mean? A John Cooper type. Um, but I also think John Cooper is pretty damn good at X's and O's. So I think that's what separates him from that. I'm just talking about like player coach type uh, yeah. people. Um, so 
with that being said, and obviously, guys, like if you're listening right now, uh, we did not outline. I did not outline anything. I think Jake has some stuff, but I, I, I got a question for you too. Um, I know there's a certain coach who is like Voldemort right now. He who shall not, shall not be named, and that's fine. Um, but what are some other coaches out there? Because I'm, I'm, I'm being dead serious. I think this could come to come to head very, very soon. Two bad losses like this, especially if if Jimmy Dolan is getting his putting his nose into stuff, that usually doesn't bode well for coaches or executives. So jury knows he's got to do something, and you got to think something might happen soon. So who are some coaches out there that you would think could possibly turn this around? Um, I I mean here, here here's the thing. Like let's just get this one out of the way before we talk to others. Is trots? Okay, let, let's just get that one out of the way for a sec. I mean, hold on. I I had. Uh, I don't want to, I don't know if I should credit him or not because he is private on Twitter, but he's insanely good with analytics. And I hope, you know, we get him on the podcast sometime. But he mentioned like Barry Trotz also put Limo, uh, Leo Komarov with Barzell. You want to get away from getting Gujo and VC off the top six. So th- 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 I, I agree with you. My, and what Brett kind of alluded to earlier about, you know, three qualities uh, or, or, or so of a head coach, um, what they bring to the table. I don't know if Trotz is personally the guy that I would really like. And for this one reason, he doesn't seem to, uh, I don't know what the right word is, cultivate or encourage or whatever, like super talented players. The Rangers have really freaking talented players. Now, they're clearly not playing together right now. They're all playing their own one-on-one versions of hockey right now, and it's a clusterfuck out there. So maybe that would help. But he doesn't necessarily light up the scoreboard with his teams, and maybe this is just because he was with the Islanders and they didn't have that talented uh, – I mean, they have a they had a decent team the past few years, obviously. They made it to the conference finals twice um, last year, obviously, withstanding. But um, – I just don't know. I'm not. I'm not like a slam dunk sold on Barry Trotz right now. Okay, I, I, there's other people out there as well. Um, I think that Andrew Burnett, who is currently on the Devils bench as an assistant coach, who was the head coach in Florida last year after he who shall not be named was let go, but then he was also let go uh, in Florida. I think that's a very interesting name as well. I don't know if he is kind of in that mold of a between Tortorella and Mike Keenan type that we're, that I think this team really needs uh, like a kick in the ass. I think he might be a little bit too young of a guy to do that. Um, But I do think that this team can freaking turn it around almost like the blues a few years ago, if you remember. Yeah. And if you remember the blues, when they turned it around, I'm sorry, I'm fucking ranting right now, guys. Uh, I'll, I'll shut the fuck up in a second, but if you remember when the Blues went on their run, there was a fucking players' fight in practice between on on their own team. It was Pat Maroon and, after, and Bertuzzi. Bertuzzi. Yeah, I believe it was those two. I could be completely fucking wrong. I don't know. I know Maroon. Um, I, Bertuzzi sounds right. I yeah. Just... Um, but those uh, whoever it was, they got into a fucking fight in in the middle of practice. From that point on, they, they turned it around. That was also after they fired 
Mike Yo about in late November, early December. It's late November, early December. Um, now, granted, the Blues also took about three more weeks to really bottom out around January 1st, and then they turned it around. Yeah, it wasn't um, in January, yeah. And so I think that while this team is luckily not as bad or as in a bad of in as bad of a situation as the blues were standings wise, I think this team could freaking turn it around if they get the right. I don't know what the fuck it is. I think it's more of a domino effect because it's like, you saw some of the problems you got to solve majority of the problems. I think some problems solve themselves again, when you solve certain, like, um, here's the thing here. Uh, well, before we go on to that, Brett, what do you, what do you think of trots? You know, I, I'd echo the similar thing as Luca. You know, I'm not sure that he's actually the right guy. Uh, you know, I think he would give us more structure and better system overall. Um, but I do worry about his ability to develop young talent. And, and look, the future of this team is going to rest on whether or not these kids actually end up doing something or not. Um, if we actually have a real window of contention, it's all going to depend on them developing and becoming consistent players and scorers. Um I don't trust Trotz to be able to do that. So could he be brought in and make our record better than it would be if we just kept Glant? Yeah, probably. Is that actually what's going to make us Stanley Cup contenders? I don't think so. So I, I'm, I'm. if they did, if, they, if, if it's Rangers Monday as they love to break their news tomorrow and it's Barry Trotz is hired and Glant's out, I won't be screaming. I won't be raging on Twitter or anything like that. But at the same time, I'll have some deep reservations because I don't, I honestly don't know if fixing this season is even necessarily the right thing to do long term. Um, I mean, I'm just refreshing. I'm sorry to interrupt you. I'm just refreshing on Twitter like 24 7. I'm like, they're going to do something in the middle of the podcast and it's just <laughs> no, me off. I don't think so because Rangers are classic. That big news is always Monday. It's always Monday. Yeah. So I, I really do. I would not be shocked if something big happens tomorrow. But uh, yeah, but there's a lot that we don't know. Like you said, we don't know if he's lost a room. There's evidence to suggest that. He probably has lost the room, and I, I agree with Luca that he, if, if players are doing that sort of thing, like what Trubo was doing, I, I don't think he does have the room. And even after a couple bad losses, saying he hopes that the leaders step up, and I'm like, shouldn't you be the one that also steps up? Um, so uh, you know, but I, I, I don't, I don't think necessarily that that Trotz is the is the real answer um, to our problems. And and to be perfectly honest, I, I don't know if there is easy answers because this team is pretty hemmed in. Uh, roster wise to to really make some big moves but i also look at that we have the talent this team is immensely talented but they're not playing like it so you know at some point you have to start wondering i mean my before coming on this my whole question was am i going to come on and say like yeah we need to make these changes we need to have glant that you need to pick up you know real defensemen and all this stuff more am i just gonna be like you know what let's just try and tank for bedard because we need to we need to kind of reset anyway and i don't i don't know if this team is actually going to do anything this year and I still don't know, to be perfectly honest. I mean, it's the thing that's really uh, frustrating is that, yeah, you know, they won the lottery twice, but it's like there's still the issue of center. Mm-hmm. And while, while yes, like we, we, they, you know, they locked up Zabanajad for eight years. I think Heedle has, has shown promise at times. Um, but he also hasn't necessarily. He's not the greatest defensive player. I'll just say that. Um, which not every player needs to be freaking, you know, Chris Bergeron. That's that not every player is in that yeah. mold. Um, yeah. We don't have that shutdown defenseman you're basically saying. 
Yeah, I'm just saying center is is always that that area. And I, I think that, you know, in the past 15 years, we could look at the roster and be like, this is the best roster they've ever had in the past 15 years. I would put it up against the the roster that went to the finals, talent-wise. Yeah. I'm not saying production-wise, like talent-wise. Like this offense, I think, talent-wise, is more talented than the 2014 Rangers. Like Derek Stepan was your – Number one center. Yeah. You know, like it's, it, there was no Panarin on that team. Obviously, like they had, you know, there, there was a lot of players the they had. Thing they had the only thing they had on a, on this team is depth. That's what killed Pittsburgh in that series is that, sure, they had Crosby and Malkin, but we had four lines that could score, which killed them. Yeah. And, and what killed Pittsburgh really is goalie. Their, their goal yeah, is, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, so they're, you know, not many teams are going to go far in playoffs if the both top two goalies get hurt. Right. Yeah. That's, no. just, that's just the world that most people live in. It's like it's like the NFL. It's like if you get your top two quarterbacks hurt, are you gonna go on a on a run? Like, yeah, maybe if you have a shamrock shoved up your ass. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, going back to Brunette, like he, he here's the thing. Like, people are saying like there's no way the devils would allow him. Now, this is the one good thing about the NHL is the that devils can't block it, right? Uh well no no, I believe they can, but here's the thing. The one good thing you got to give credit to the NHL is usually like GMs or anyone in the hockey departments or anything will not prevent someone else from, from seeking, taking a step up from, from taking a step up. And, and that's like, you know, one good thing I could say, but it's not that like, I, I don't feel like if the Rangers called that was like, Hey, can we interview him? I don't think they, they would have a problem just in general. I know that sounds crazy. They're the New Jersey devils, but they never prevent someone from taking the next step up. But the thing is, if you're New Jersey, you're crazy hot right now. You're doing terrific. Don't you tell Burnett, listen, I know you're going to, you know, you're not going to be here long, but stick with us this year. But yeah. this, this is the thing. I, I I get what you're saying. Um, but if you're Burnett, why the hell would you not jump at the look, the Rangers are oh, you a, would. Very you attractive team to go to. Oh, like any, it's it's not a rebuild. It's a it's reloaded. It's 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 Herbie fully loaded. You're ready to fucking go. Um. Right. So like, what you know what I mean? Like, if you're Burnett, like if you don't take this, what situation are you waiting for? That's better. You know what I mean? Right. So I, I I get what you're saying. The Devils will try and maybe do something like that. And I don't think Lindy Ruff or the Devils would stop him from you know progressing in his career um yeah i i don't know I, I don't necessarily see that um see that happening now there's other names like i mean let's throw this name out there mike babcock oh no he, please no please I'm, no i i i know i'm just saying he's a hard ass he he's a proven winner the guy's a dickhead but Maybe that's what this team needs. I don't look, I don't know. Okay. I'm throwing Hold it. On, name I got a list and, here. And I, I, I get here. it. Like I wouldn't want to play for Mike Bob, Mike, Mike Babcock, but like, I'm just saying like, there are names like that still out there right now. I feel who, like he plays like an old fashioned hockey that doesn't exist anymore. And that's why also, but this, this I, is a, I feel that's true of most people. Yeah. But I, I think this too, if you can't go and get he who shall not be named, if, 
you don't want to roll the dice on Burnett because Burnett is maybe not the hard ass that you possibly want. Oh, I would take him in a second. Need. What I was that? Him, I would I would take him in a second. Burnett. I I he the one that shall not be named was fired, and then he took that Panthers team. Yeah, you know, yeah, they choked in the playoffs, right? I get it. That that's you know that's something to be concerned about. But th- how he kept that team, even t- not only did he keep that team stable, they were yeah. a great. They were a great team. So like, it was it was it was it was an interesting. He he did a very very good job. Um, I didn't follow the Panthers enough last year to really like. You know what I mean? Like I I I didn't really follow them to be like, oh yeah, like I love the way they played. I love the way they did this. I love their forecheck. I love. Uh, you know what I mean? I I couldn't really like you know, pontificate on like how, what I love about him. He's just a name that I know who's on the rise. Um, so there, you know, he, he's an option. Um, but this is the thing about Babcock I'll throw out there. Okay. And I, I know you, you, you both like threw it up in your mouth when I said his name. Absolutely. Yep. Um, but what if you only just sign him for a year, for the rest of the season? There wasn't any like long-term solution involved. Like you're just like, hey, let's see how you do. Let's see if you could fix this this iteration. And let's see. Because listen, the thing, the Rangers haven't fired a coach mid-season since Tom Rennie back in I think 2008 when they when they hired Tortorella. Um, I think mid-season. I believe it was 2008. I'm not positive. Um, so I don't know. Maybe I mean, that's do you a possibility. Think, when do you think Gaunt would be fired? If let's say they get crushed with the Blues, is that the breaking point? Like, how many games more are we talking before it's like we we know like it's common sense now. Dolan is really pissed off at the situation, whether you're sourced or not. I, I I'm not personally, but well, like, this is the thing. If it, you know, I know we talk about Rangers Monday as like a like news that comes down for the Rangers. Um. If he was going to be fired, I think he would have been fired today. Because I don't think you would hire a co- you would fire him on Monday morning for a game Monday night. Mm. Well, that, here's the that, thing. that's my own that's my only thought process on that. I'd agree I agree with that. Like, if they good. lose to the Blues, who are also a bottom feeder right now, they're not playing well. Blue, I mean, what the Blues? The last time I checked, they might have turned it around. Um, but before I mean, you fire the Blues, him, are 20, the Blues are 24th right now in the NHL of 32 teams. They're not good. They're not playing well. But you're never just getting a hat trick off us, that's for sure. I, whatever. <laughs> I, I knew you were going to ignore that. Um, Fuck it. I don't care. <laughs> whatever. But here's the thing. Like, if you're going to fire the coach, right, you got to make sure there's options out there, right? Or or I reach, reach just the point where I don't care who you get. It's just got to be, you know, it's not going on. Yeah, I mean, look, I don't think you're at the point where I don't care. It's just not Galan. You know what I mean? Like, I think we were at the point where it's like, I don't care. It's just not David Quinn. Um, and I think you moved on from David Quinn. You got Galan. Galan moved the team in the right direction for a little bit, but I think that they've hit maybe their high water mark. Um, and I think that you really it's, – it's a tough fucking job. That's why GMs get paid so much fucking money. And it's a tough job because Drury hired Gallant less than two years ago, you know, and he's got to come to terms and say, he might've been the right guy two years, you know, whatever, how many months ago it was, but I don't know if he's the right guy to get them across the finish line. Um, 
And that's a really hard question for jury to, I think, anyone to kind of come to grips with because, look, jury, any GM, jury, Geiserman, Sackick, any of these guys, they're proud guys. They're, they got to the NHL. They had fucking good careers. They were great because they were really, really good and had a lot of, you know what I mean? Like players who get that far have pride. You know what I mean? And I don't think a lot of people in pro sports like to admit when they made a mistake. And I don't necessarily know if he made a mistake. Glant was the right fucking right guy last year. You know what I mean? Um, now, obviously people can argue about like the five on five suck, blah, 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 this, that, and everything, whatever. I get it. It wasn't perfect last year, but um I don't know. I think it's sometimes hard for GMs to kind of admit that they might need to move on from someone they just hired, especially this early. I think it though cushions the fall just a bit that at least he made the Eastern Conference final last year. Mm-hmm. That, that that might cushion the fall for Drury as, you know. It's also, but that's also makes it harder to fire him because it's like, you know, they got that far last year in their first year. If they didn't hit this rock bottom, I'd agree, but it's getting bad. It's I agree. Like, like let's like you know I know we talked about coaching, but let's just talk about it for a second. Like let's say we bring a new coach that you know all three of us agree this is the right choice, right? You I don't know about you guys, but you still have a problem with defense. They only have one competent parent right now. The, pro- the problem with the defense, I don't think, is the players. I think it's what they fucking teach and the structure, like. You have fucking Keandre Miller, who honestly, every play, and, I, and, I'm, and I'm not trying to pick on any one player right now, honestly, because quite frankly, all, all six defensemen, all seven defensemen, really, I have at times, and this is Fox included, okay? And I fucking love Adam Fox. Adam Fox should be fucking put in the Smithsonian, okay? He is a fucking national treasure, all right? Uh, Nicholas Cage will be searching for Adam Fox in his next National Treasure movie. All right. So, like, but Adam Fox has made really dumb fucking plays as well this year. Yeah. He's made really dumb turnovers and just plays in his own zone. The funny thing is, he still leads for Norris, which is hilarious. No, I know. I know. But, like, I think Carlson might lead it right now. But that's probably not going to last is my point. Regardless, they're in the top like two or three for both of them. You know what I mean? But like you you can't sit there and tell me that we need to get new like all these new defensemen. No, 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 no. They traded Neil Pionk. And Neil Pionk became a really good player somewhere else. So I just don't understand. Like I watched the games. And you see these dumb plays, these dumb mistakes that they make, uh, just passing the puck right across the fucking crease like Charlie fucking Conway, Mighty Ducks D3, when they're the Seton Hall uh, JV coach, like, rips Charlie Conway a new asshole. And, like, he's like, you can't throw across the, across the front of the net. It's like, that is, like, basic 101 hockey. I learned that when I was playing midgets. Like, yep. you, you, you don't do that. But yet this team does it fucking constantly, constantly. Um, so I don't know. I mean, like, I I think that it's a, I don't know. I don't want to say culture because I think these players fucking love each other. I think they, they would die for each other. You know what I mean? I think it's, 
it's that level of a brotherhood in that locker room. Um, but I don't necessarily think uh, the coaching system style, whatever the fuck you want to call it, works for this team. I think they need someone who really is an X's and O's guys. I mean, uh, like, bro, like, what, what do you think about this defense? Do you think it could be internally fixed, or you think maybe they got a depth defenseman, shore up the bottom pair, uh, wait until – like, like with Truba, here's the thing. I, I'm very conflicted. While he has not played well at all. Again, he's not the only player, you know, not living up to standards right now. But, like, at some point, like, you got to ask, like, I know there are – it's not rumors anymore. I think it's clear now that he's injured. Like, as bad as we, – we all joke, like, oh, he sucks, he's this. As bad as he has been over the past couple of years. And last year, he was, you know, the best that he has ever been. He has never been this bad, right? And obviously, he's had so many maintenance days that it doesn't take a genius to figure out. He's, he's hurt. He's injured. Yeah. So, I think it comes now to the thing of, like, maybe it's just, you know, at some point, I get you're the captain. I get you want to help the team. But sometimes it's better to be on the sidelines to help your team. And that that's that's – that's, you know, that's a lot to take in. But I, I think at this point, like, there are a lot of basic plays. And I feel like that's kind of rubbed off on Miller. Again, I'm not blaming all of this on Truba. I know the other six defensemen have their responsibilities. But yeah. I can't help but think how this is hurting Miller's development further. I, I think that's a fair thing to say. You know, I, I'm not... I, I'm again, I'm there. Obviously, Miller has fault here, but, you know... Look, I got, I got a question, though. And I'll start with Brett. Uh, what... Now, aside, aside from coaching, um, and I, I didn't, like, prep you with this question, so this might be, you know, just a very broad question. It might be hard. So if, sure. if you just, you know, throw it back in my face and tell me to go fuck myself. Uh, but, it, you know, what would, out of all the things that are, uh, there's a lot of things that are frustrating right now, obviously. What is your number one? What is the thing that stands out to you the most that is like, this is the first thing that needs to change? Boy, that's a good question. It's hard to isolate because mm -hmm. it's it's all bad. I mean, you go with our 5v5 stats, awful. Uh, our power play, it was funny. Somebody a couple weeks ago was like, well, our power play is still ninth in the league. I said, that is going to drop like a stone. And and I don't mean to toot my own horn, but obviously I was pretty right about that one because, boy, it has just been terrible. So I've been screaming about that. I mean, it's the most predictable power play in the planet. Everyone's had it figured out for like a year and a half now. Um, would I uh, sorry since sorry I, I know I just asked you a question I'm gonna and you're not answering just that immediately before. and I haven't even gone to I was just that was just the exhale to get yeah. the answer but but by all means go ahead go ahead what do you no, 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 no. <laughs> no let's let, let's put a pin in it power play we'll come back to it you finish sorry continue no it's, I mean it's, it's fine we, we can go right to it because I was just going to say honestly everything is the problem right now and so it's hard for me to say there's one thing I, there's no one magic bullet I, that's why I don't think a coaching change is necessarily going to do it but honestly, you're right. This team is absolutely super talented. It has more than enough talent to be able to sit at the top of the conference. There's no reason that we can't. Um, and, and to me, at, at some point, or not at some point, at this point, you have to just do something. You have to make a change. It's like if your car is skidding out of control and you don't know whether I should pull to the left or pull to the right to try and get control of it, doing nothing is not an acceptable option. You're still going to run off the bridge and run off the road anyway. You might as well pull a direction. You might as well go right or go left and hope you pick the right one to get control of your car. 
that's the same way I feel about this season is that we are skidding. We're on ice. We have to do something because if we just keep coasting, it's going to be an absolute nothing season. So, and I think some of this is, or a lot of this is psychological when it comes down to it. Oh yeah. And so at that point, maybe it is firing the coach. Even if you just say it's not, it's not all Glenn's fault. Maybe he hasn't been the right guy. Maybe he's made mistakes and and all that. And maybe it's, it's not that it's actually rests at his feet, but maybe getting rid of him is the thing that actually gets the bad funk and gets things going. And that's the closest thing I could say to how do you fix this? Cause right now everything is bad. There's almost no shining example of what we're doing well right now. Yeah. Um, you mentioned the power play and yep. I want to put a pin in it for a reason. Um, it is by far the, it, it's funny because yeah, the power play sucks right now, Most but predictable. Yeah, no, but hold on. I'm going to actually – I'm going to get some positive into this episode. It is still quite possibly, like, the one of the better power play units this franchise has seen post-lockout. Personnel-wise, like, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. They, they, absolutely. They control the puck the entire time, which, yeah. is, which is insane because, like, we went through like the Tortorelli years, uh, where we we're asking to forfeit the power play. Yeah, it's like it's like you couldn't even control the puck for more than five seconds. And I, I remember so when I, I was living in Los Angeles th- during the Tortorella era and into the AV era, and I remember my roommate at the time, this uh, this tiny girl from Chicago. We the Rangers were playing the Blackhawks. We watched the game together, and. She just said to me, she was, and like, it made, it was so funny because it's just like such a funny, like, just pure, like, correct. This is obviously Blackhawks in like 2014, 2013, whatever. Um, that they, Blackhawks were just controlling the puck so much easier. Like, they're really good at passing. Your guys aren't. I'm like, yeah, they're better. Uh, sorry, Jake, you got to. No, no, I'm sorry. I, I just wanted to mention this quick thing then, you obviously. Um, uh, Nick Alberga had an interview with Barry Trotz. Uh, I don't know if it was earlier today or last night. Um, so the question of, is he ready? You know, is he ready to get back? He said he's ready to go back to work in the right situation. Like if there was any doubt about, is he ready to come back yet? Just, just Elena. Yeah. No, I, yeah. Okay. Obviously you get back to the power play. Like, no, that's, that's, that's a good point. Um, nice dropping. Uh, yeah, I, I honestly like it's, I, so I remember like listening to, her say that and it was just really funny because like someone who doesn't watch a lot of hockey and it's like just such like a natural observation just from like afar you know what I mean and that's kind of what the Rangers are doing now and that's the really frustrating part because it's like they should be putting the puck in the back of the net a lot more um and they're not uh and my my personal thing is I think you you can kind of kill two birds with one stone with this. I think they really need to take Trocheck off that first power play. This is my own, you know, idea, obviously. I think you need to throw either Lafreniere or Kako into that first power play. So you can at least have an even umbrella where you could pass to the left, you could pass to the right. You could have Fox kind of distribute. And Fox is so good at like the head fakes shimmies whatever and he can kind of fool the goalie fool the defense pass it and if the goalie has to worry about a one-timer from the left and a one-timer from the right 
that opens up a whole new bag of tricks for this offense. You still have got you still got Kreider in the front of the net, and all you got to do is put Panarin, who is so skilled, in the bumper spot. Panarin would score five. I don't even. I I don't know. Maybe I'm just like projecting Panarin, but like I feel like he'd be phenomenal in the bumper spot. I know that he's probably like almost too talented to be in that spot. You put someone there who's not one of the most talented players in the fucking world. Um, but I feel like with this lineup, the way it is, you either put Panarin or Zabanajad in that bumper spot. And that really can kind of just open up this power play. Cause then you have the ability like Tampa who have Kucherov and, and Stamkos as the right. one-time options. And then and that's the all bumper. of a sudden, all of a sudden you become this not predictable power play unit. Yep. Um, like Tampa has Panarin or uh, Panarin. They have Stamkos, Kucherov, Hedman, Point in the bumper spot. Point's a pretty da- damn talented bumper spot player. Um, I don't know. I think that that is something that they really need to look into. Um, and I, and I love Trocheck. I love the way he plays. I, I think he's a, a clear upgrade over Strom. Yeah, um, just skating wise too. I mean, he's a beautiful skater. The guy's just fucking fast. He's as shit. terrific at entering the zone, by the way. Like, yeah, he's one of the few people that can actually carry the puck into the zone and actually try to make a move on somebody. He's yeah, he's, phenomenal he's, mustache. Great. Yeah, oh. phenomenal mustache. Yeah, and sneaky good uh, hands too. A lot of times, it doesn't even look like he's making a move on a defender to get by him. It's yeah. almost like he's just like, I'm just gonna bulldog right through you and make this one shifty little move. And it's going to have you turning around and I'm behind you. And then he's also really good at just face-offs. Like, just what yep. his job is. Just really yep. good. Yep. Yeah, I, and I agree. I, I, Trocek isn't the problem with the power play. But I do understand what you're saying about putting Panarin. Honestly, except for net front, I think Panarin could play any role on the power play. He's a talented exactly. player. He, you could throw him anywhere and he's going to do fine. So yeah. I, I think that's an interesting point. The one thing I'd like to say about the power point, and I've been saying this online for a while now, is – I really think they got to start using power play too. They got to start using the PP too, because yeah. it is, it is, I don't think it's good. I mean, obviously it's not good for the development of the players and giving them, you know, the kids and those people a chance to excel and have some time. Uh, you know, a lot of players have said that even if they don't score in a power play, they played better after the power play because they've had, they've had more fine touch with the puck and more back and forth and more time in the offensive zone to get settled. So they feel better about playing, even if they didn't score on that, 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 that a good power play carries over into their game. Space. I'm like, what couldn't, that's exactly what all the people on PP2 need. That's exactly what they need. Um, but the other thing I think about doing that, about splitting it more evenly too, is that sometimes I feel that there is just a complete lack of urgency on the first power play where they just pass, 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 make a shot. Um, and I think that if they, because they know that they have basically the minute 45 or all two minutes if it, if it, if it shakes out that way. Um, and I think that that lack of urgency actually hurts them. And it, it would not only help second power play unit, but it could also help the first power play unit as well if they had a little bit more urgency into their game. So I really would like to see a, a little more even split there. Yeah. So here's the thing with power play too. I 100% agree. Uh, two things. If Truba's injured, then why the hell is he playing the power play too? Oh, exactly. I, I don't get that. I really don't. It should be it should be Keandre for sure. Even if he even if he's healthy, he shouldn't be there. What does he do besides shoot wide anyway? <laughs> exactly. Well, actually, here's an interesting thing. I don't. He's actually the second best at getting it to the net, which is 
It's concerning. But, that's, but I, I, that that's that almost has to be uh, a raw numbers. I, I might be wrong. I might be wrong. I just remember oh, I'm not saying this. Oh, I'm not saying you're wrong, but that might be a raw numbers thing because all he does when he gets a puck in the offensive zone, I, I mean, our offensive zone time ends so frequently with a shot off the end of his stick because that's what he does. He gets the puck, he rifles it in, and goes wide. We lose possession, carry it back out the zone. So it wouldn't surprise me if he did actually, you know, was up there in the team for for shots on goal. But that's because he just that's what he does. He's he's like a wind up toy. It's like, oh, I got the puck. Ah, all right, I'm gonna fire it in. That's all he does. And it's right. never accurate. It's never it's never good. It, you know, it's not even like he's he's even bad at doing the thing that defensemen who don't score a lot of goals but still get a lot of points are good at, which is putting that puck about a foot foot and a half off the ice. Um, for all kinds of deflections, whether intentional or unintentional. Lindgren's it, better than him at it. You saw that versus Ottawa? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's I mean, what do you think of Jones, though? Like, I know he was weighed down. I, I, well, what do we think in general before we mention him even on the power? Do, how do we feel about that? About who? Right. About Jones, Jones being sent down. Oh, uh, you know, I mean, obviously, I, I'm somebody that I want to see the kids. I want to see them develop. I want to see them do well. But, you know, at this point, especially because regardless of however we feel about anything, Gallant has to know that he's playing for his job right now. Um, he yeah. has to know that he's in the hot seat. Um, and regardless of whether it's the right move or not, he was never been given a mandate to say, you know what, we want to win, but it's okay if you don't, as long as we're gearing this team up to do well. That's not the situation that he's in. He has a mandate to win. Um, so I don't blame him for wanting to send Jones down because I, I, he's been up and down and, uh, I, I shocking as it is to say right now, I do think Hayek has outplayed him recently. I was just going to say, I'm like, I mean, Hayek's the better player right now, right now, right now. Yeah. It's crazy um, even to say, but yeah, it's, 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 the it's like, it's so true though. It's, it's, it's so frustrating. Um, and I don't know, it's, it's, it's a very interesting scenario because obviously like yeah you want to you want to see him grow and develop and all these these other things and the rangers he's not the like number one two or three problem on the rangers there's so many other things that are going on right now that aren't zach jones's fault um but as you said i think that's a very uh astute observation it's that he he Gallant is playing for his career, his 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 job right now. I mean, here, here's the thing that I keep on um, hearing is that, like, we chose Jones over Niels Lundqvist. No, we didn't. We chose Schneider over yeah. Niels Lundqvist. Yeah. Which I, I also know. is a little suspect of a decision, too, oh, 100%. already at this point. And I'm not I, – I like I like Schneider. I, I, I think he's a good player. I think he's going to become a really good player. But I, I don't – I still don't know what they saw that let him – claim that spot without question so quickly when it was, well, was that he was a bigger you know the old-fashioned bigger he hits so yeah. he's a better defenseman automatically you know what i you're absolutely right i would even go further and say that i bet if he was uh if he was the same size or you know roughly the same size but he was still born in saskatchewan instead of sweden I think he'd still be favored, and I'm not. And I'm not joking at all. <laughs> I mean, yeah, no. I, I mean, listen. Look how the European prospects have been going for the Rangers. I mean, Leos Anderson gone. Vitaly Krasov had that whole thing. Nils Lundqvist, um, you know, is gone. 
I mean, like that, that's the thing. Like the Rangers like to put the right hand defenseman on the right and the left hand defenseman on the left. This was never about picking Zach Jones over Nils Lundqvist. And also, the thing is, I I asked someone. Um, I, I don't know how you know into the situation he is, but I I was I asked him this in September October. I don't think it was ever that Nils Lundqvist was not going to get top four. I think I, I think he said that I, the problem was that him just getting consistent playing time. You know, in general, I don't think this was a top four issue. I, I think they just flat out chose Brendan Schneider over him because, you know, he was, you know, he he went with them to the Eastern Conference final. I mean, listen, this whole concept of he's bigger and hits, so he's a great defenseman. Have we not learned from Dylan Mickelrath that just it's not a thing? I, how, how, we have one of the best defensemen in the world who's not big. I mean, you, you would think the Rangers that of anyone would have learned this by now. Yeah, absolutely. And, and yeah, size obviously helps when you're a defenseman. It helps, you know, physicality definitely helps. But it's not the end all be end all. If you're really good with your stick, if you're really good at reading a play and you have great hand eye coordination, that means more than anything. Because the vast majority of what a defenseman does to break up plays and to stymie offenses and to create havoc isn't throwing big checks. I mean, Truba throws a big check not even once every game. You know, when he actually levels somebody, his average on that isn't even once a game. But what is he doing on every single time he's out on the ice? He's breaking up plays with his stick. He's having to read plays. That doesn't require size. That doesn't require being six foot three and 240 pounds. It doesn't. Miller didn't even use his size until last year. Until just last year. Absolutely. Yep. Um, I mean, also, just going to throw this out there. uh, I don't really want to get so much further into it. But, I mean, Niels Lundqvist isn't really lighting it up right now either. I believe he's actually playing better defensively than Schneider. Yeah. I mean, he might be. I'm just saying, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I'm just saying, like. It just feels like the Rangers could have used it. Like, listen, when you think about it this way, how many players have the skill to properly put the puck on net? One? That's that's something I think people kind of miss there. What happens if you have Nils Lundqvist? You kind of have that more flow of the game. You kind of have better transition and all that. You have a guy that's an expert in that, you know, Scenario. No, like, that's not the main problem. I'm not talking about that, but it would go a solid way, you know? I, you know, to me, I, I the Niels Lundqvist thing doesn't really bother me that much because, in my opinion, like, yeah, like, I, I get what you guys are saying. Like, size doesn't really matter that much on defense anymore. You know, the, the way the NHL is currently structured rules-wise, the way the, the play goes, all this stuff. Um, but – you can't have six puck moving defensemen. Oh no, That's, of course not. That 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 I think is goes without saying. So you need that I think when it comes I think when it comes down to it, when you see like, you know what, we have a an embarrassment of riches, you know, almost. And that's kind of what they had. And you know what? He got a first round pick back for him and extra. So it's not like we like lost on the investment. Um but I think that, that you know, I, I, the Niels Lundqvist thing doesn't really irk me too much unless he becomes fucking Sergei Zuboff point, 2.0. I mean, we'll, and then we'll, we'll re, you know, I think we'll get that down the road. I, I think we'll rue the day, honestly. With yeah. Him. I really do. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know if he's Zuboff 2.0, but, but I, 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 I yeah. do think. I do think that he, of, of, of the young defensemen that were in the Rangers pipeline, I still think that he was the most talented. 
And he wasn't uh, given a fair shot. He was paired no. with Patrick Nimitz. Patrick Nimitz for, for what, two dozen games, was it? Like 24, 25 games, something if like that? If you saw the analytics of him with another player, just anyone. I'm yeah. even freaking Leroy High. Anyone? And then Nemeth, it's a totally different player. It's nuts. Well, I mean, that honestly, it's very similar to me with – I mean, Miller has been underwhelming this year, and a lot of people expected him to have a breakout year. I Honestly, I, I put that blame 100% on Jacob Truba. I, I, I don't think that he can play his game and really break out when he's having to cover for Truba's mistakes, and that's what's happening a lot right now. And I, and I think that's a – it's analogous to Niels and, and Patrick Nemeth. Now, I'm not saying that Jacob Trouba is as bad a defenseman as, as, as Nemeth is, but he has been horrific. It, I think even before the injury, he's been really bad all year long, and it's been holding back Miller as well. Sorry, it's a little tangential point to this, but yeah. No, it's, it's exactly <laughs> on, on point. Um, all right, I think we're going to end off here. Uh, episode number, number 50, of course, so that milestone and one-year anniversary. I know the math doesn't check out on that, but <laughs> hey. We, we got to episode number 50, one-year anniversary. Uh, again, once again, thanks to the listeners and the followers and everyone, you know, you know, uh, all the support. It really does mean a lot. Uh, before we go out, uh, Brett, you want to mention your Twitter handle, et cetera? Sure. Um, I believe it's Brett AM. Uh, I'm sorry to put you on the spot right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I should know my own Twitter handle a little. I just want to double check. I'm like, did I put a 1984? Okay, no, it's Brett AM84. I'm Ron Burgundy. I'm Ron Burgundy. Yeah, you could also follow my band Quaker Gun Club too. Can I plug that while I'm here? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Quaker Gun Club. Follow us on Instagram or Facebook. We 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 play indie rock here in 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 Buffalo. So before we go, I didn't know that. Well, before we go, hold on. How, how did you manage the storm by you? Uh, so it actually wasn't that bad for me. I was, um, I mean, it was only a couple miles away that got, you know, the four or five, six feet. But it's, I only it's got always about... the other side of the city or something. You never get like for me when I was younger. It was always the other side. I always had to go to school. I'm like, shoot. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. just for me personally. There was a there was a great picture of downtown, and you can see this just giant wall of lake effect snow coming in, and it's like divided. And I'm like, yeah, I live a half mile that way, and it's like a mile that way, completely different world. So yeah, oh, wait, I, you, I was t- fine. you tweeted a picture of the map, right? And you said, where yeah, you were you? I remember like, that. Yeah, map. yeah, like this where I, and you can just see that wall, and it's like it's not that far away. But lake effects, it's so banded, it's so segregated like that. It's 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 pretty crazy. So. So, yeah, I didn't get hit too hard, but it, it was still fun. All right. Uh, Brett, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll get back to you guys soon. All right. Thank you.